This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 27 of the Wisdom by Wisa show on the Horse Radio Network. This is Mike Donnell. I'm Casey Wilbanks-Coletti. And this is Sophia Aguila. Welcome to the Wisdom by Wisa podcast on the Horse Radio Network. This podcast is brought to you by the Western and English Sales Association, WISA, which provides the world's largest trade events for retailers, manufacturers, and sales representatives of the equestrian industry. In this podcast, we feature exclusive interviews with noteworthy Western and English personalities, retailers, and exhibitors who you've always wanted to talk to. Don't miss out on all the news for manufacturers and retailers in the equine industry. Sophia, hello, welcome, and thanks for joining us on episode 27. Yeah, thanks. Well, just some quick questions from you. I understand that some of our listeners seem to be confused when the last WISA trade show takes place in Denver and when you'll actually be moving to Dallas, Texas. Can you clear that up for us? Yes. So the last January trade show in Denver at the Denver Mart will be between January 10th and January 13th of 2020. And then the first trade show held in Dallas, Texas at the Dallas Market Center will be in January 2021. And more specifically, that's going to be January 14th through the 17th. And the WISA office will remain in Denver, is that correct? Yes, all of us are going to be staying in Denver because WESA is a Colorado association. But then the board meetings, for example, will actually be in Dallas as well. So what's going on with the relocation? Where are we at? What is the next step? So we have an 18 months campaign plan. So the next step is going to be campaigns from print, online, as well as Wisdom by Wessa. And first up is going to be another tour of the DMC next week, where several Wessa members will join us. And we'll also film some exciting interviews with Wessa members who already have an established presence at the DMC. Great. Well, thank you so much for um, your segment in this podcast. Always so informational. Thank you for your time. And we have a really great guest lined up for today's show. And I think one that many will recognize these company names that we talk about. So enjoy our guest today. If you're asked to mention long-established companies that produce and market some of the best-known brands in the Western industry, the name Sidron might not be on the tip of your tongue. But if you're asked to mention some of the industry's best-known brands, then brands like Cripple Creek, Circle S, Cowgirl Up, and Cowboy Up may well make your list. Joining us today to talk about the company, its history, and its future plans is his marketing director, Lane Mizrahi. Hey, Lane, thank you so much for taking the time to be on Wisdom by Wisa. Sure, no problem. Thanks for having me. You got a very interesting company. It's got a long history dating back to the 30s. If you just do a a quick corporate genealogy, if you would, from the 30s through where we are today in 2019, we'll discuss more about that and we'll discuss the future. Sure. So in the 30s, uh, the company was established and what predominantly we were doing were suits and sport coats. And we were the first one of the first companies to do Western tailored wear with suited separates, meaning you don't have to purchase all the products together. You actually can do a mix and match. And that was working all the way up until the 70s. And another family came in and acquired the business um, through due diligence. And in the 90s, my dad came into the business. So the first family member 
and he established Cripple Creek. So initially, we were still doing the suits and sport coats, and then Cripple Creek came along. We were focusing on more fashion-forward items for outerwear, leatherwear, and workwear, and also started to focus on private labels, so arena style jackets that you've seen with a lot of embroidery on the back, you know, for the PBR, et cetera. And we've kind of grown that. And in the, in 2013, we acquired a business called Cowboy and Cowgirl Up, which had also been around for a substantial period of time, I believe since the nineties and was established in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And what we do now for them are the t-shirts. We do wovens and button downs. We do a little bit of denim and a little bit of accessories in terms of caps, stickers, and what have you. Well, with that many brands, uh, chat a bit about your distribution network, the, the retail uh, distribution network, and how you, what they look to uh, you for and what you look to them for. Sure. Well, the retailers are looking to us, obviously, to deliver on-time quality products and also to be able to take care of the volume and and which they need. And that ranges all the way up from, you know, retailers like the boot barns and cabinders of the world down to the mom and pops. And so what we've had to do is completely revamp the way we were manufacturing and distributing. So initially when we were able, we were making all of our suits were really our tailored wear in Texas. So we had two factories here. As the prices of labor kind of went up, we ended up outsourcing the majority of our product, at least to this day. And, you know, what we're looking for from the retailers is just to be open to new trends and new ideas and to drive business to their stores, right? So the online aspect of it has really kind of taken ground over the past decade or so. And we initially were not selling to the public. We wanted to be one of the last companies to do that. And so we weren't competing with our retailers. And we do that now, but we actually don't offer the same product offering as we do. So we don't compete necessarily with our retailers to the best of our ability, but they continue to drive us forward in terms of you know technology and what their wants and needs are. And they relay a lot of great product information from customers so we know what we need to be developing, you know, in the future year. You, I just want to interject something as a woman who loves fashion. You said something really appealing to me. I, I love clothes from all facets of different industries, whether it be Western or mainstream. However, you mentioned the fact you want your retailers to really be open-minded to uh, yeah. new trends and new things. And that's something that sometimes is a little bit different, difficult for Western, um, all facets of the Western industry, actually. So I think that's so important that something um, should really ring true to a retailer's ear and perk their ear up that you guys are really, um, you're, you're forcing that, pushing that, not forcing it, but you're, you're pushing that to your retailers. And I think that's so important in the fashion industry. Absolutely. I'm glad you, you brought that up again, because we try our hardest to get, you know, what's out there in the mainstream market that crosses over to Western, you know, into some of these Western retail stores, but sometimes the customer is just not ready yet. So we really do rely on our retailers to try to open up their demographic and their minds per se, in terms of who could you actually be selling to? What are you missing out in terms of sales? So yeah, that's, you know, on our end can kind of be frustrating. We try to do these developments and try to put things out there and they don't really, no one really bites at it, but we sure. do that every year. And, and, and the majority of our product is, is pretty fashion forward. So uh, yeah. we do the best that we can, especially at the, the January WISA market yes. to unveil that fall line. So Yes, 
that's what I was going to mention, that that's really got to play a big part when WESA becomes involved, because that is your chance to get to visit firsthand, face-to-face with a lot of your retailers and really get to explain to them this point you're trying to drive home and not just explain it to them and talk to them, but you're able to show it to them and a little, maybe a little trend forecasting there, a little fashion forwardness. And so I think that's really neat, but explain, let's get it a little more in depth with your history with WESA, when you became a member and, um, Talk to us about WISA. Really what I can tell you, you know, I've been at the company now for nine years, but my dad, you know, since he's been here since the 90s um, and being a part of WISA as an organization, it's just been invaluable because the members really understand the industry at its core. Um, the organization has brought, you know, countless retailers and manufacturers to, to shows and helps us establish business relationships that would otherwise probably not exist. So WISA is definitely a contributing factor in helping to drive our revenue, uh, new business, and and continue, like you said, to maintain current relationships because we only get as owners a few times a year to be able to do that. The the transition, I feel like, which we'll get to to Dallas, to me, it kind of, it ultimately shows that WISA is dedicated to providing an improved customer experience yes. and to yes. push the industry forward. So Yes, for sure. And and I've noticed that you guys are a big DMC supporter. You will be having a showroom that is triple the size of your previous space. I'm reading from an article on DallasMarketCenter.com. Talk to us a little bit about the move to Dallas and the positives in it for that that you foresee. You know, we're excited about the transition to Dallas for a number of reasons. One being a more centralized location, which in essence should bring more traffic the Midwest and the East Coast. Um, Dallas is such a large travel hub. A lot of these customers already fly in through the city to get to the Denver show. And additionally, by moving the show to a venue, I think that's consistently investing capital into improvements and renovations, and it hosts a, you know, a multitude of other apparel and accessories markets. We believe this will spur some much needed excitement within the Western industry to push it forward. And Ultimately, we hope this means that customers on the West Coast and in the Northwest will continue to attend the show and the transition would open up its doors for new relationships to be formed. Before I let Mike jump back in here, I just want to kind of talk one more kind of fashion related question, I guess. Your corporation has not been as successfully in business uh, since the 1930s because without your product being top of the notch, talk a little bit about your products from your different lines and the quality. Yeah, so that's one thing that we don't sacrifice, and um, that and the delivery. And, you know, when you're making things in the United States, it's very easy to oversee those quality details, right? So you can go to the factories very easily and with a minimum amount of expense and, and make sure that everything is going accordingly, especially with delivery, too, because it's, you know, a few hundred miles from your corporate headquarters, if you will. Sure. Now that we've outsourced things, you know, over to China, we haven't sacrificed that at all. And and we basically we're flying over there multiple times a year to ensure that the quality is either equal or more than we expected and also to have to deliver on time. You know, the different lines that we offer being Circle S, which is the tailored wear. We also offer our Cripple Creek line with our outerwear and our ranchwear and leatherwear. We're using you know nothing but the most high quality yes. materials and trimmings, which has really helped us. You know, it just has it's really, I got to give credit to my dad here for doing all that because he didn't sacrifice quality for price and basically said, I'm going to be able to offer the best quality product at the most affordable price. And that's really what helped Cripple Creek for sure Mm -hmm. take off 
in the 90s and establish a lot of those relationships and I guess that trust with the retailers. Exactly. Cripple Creek, I would say, has a lot of credibility in the fashion industry. You can look at a Cripple Creek piece and really see the, the quality. And that was something I, I wanted to make sure and mention. Mike usually leaves the fashion questions to me and then <laughs> we let him <laughs> sure. dig in a little more on the business end and marketing end of it. I can't no understand. Problem. I can't understand why I do that. <laughs> Couple of things. We have a retailer listener base, or at least part of our listener base. If I'm a retailer and I'm listening to this show, I'm not yet a retailer for one of your lines. What are you going to expect of me to be able to qualify to be a retailer? And how do I go about approaching you uh, in addition to the WISA show to make that happen? That's a great question. I appreciate you bringing that up. So we're very easy to establish a new business relationship with. And ultimately, at the very minimum, all you need to do is provide a credit card and be able to just fill out a credit application just in case you wanted to try to qualify for credit terms through our factor. But it's as simple really as giving us a credit card, a bill to and a ship to and hitting our minimum order requirements. And those are quite low and we're pretty flexible on that too. We recently started doing things below our minimums on specific products. You just pay a small upcharge for that. But almost anyone out there that's established, it doesn't have to be brick and mortar. You don't have to have a storefront, but we're obviously distributing to online retailers, uh, solely online retailers as well. That's interesting. And the other thing I was going to mention regarding WISA, I mean, the very fact that we are here is another indication of WISA's forward-looking approach to business. Not every association has adopted the concept of a podcast, and we are now in our second year of doing the Wisdom by WISA, bringing people like you on where other people can listen to what you have to say. It makes for a strong relationship for us and WISA and for you and our listeners. And so I also give Wisa props for thinking about using a podcast as another way to support your industry. I absolutely agree. And that this is the first time I've heard of the podcast. Actually, um, I should say, you know, being used by a trade show organ- organization within the industry, at least that I'm familiar with. So it's definitely forward thinking. And on top of that, the marketing opportunities that Wisa provides at the shows and around the shows are invaluable because it's continuing to drive traffic you know, to our showroom. So, listen, I, uh, I've enjoyed this conversation. I enjoyed our chat yesterday. If there's nothing else that you would like to have us cover, I would imagine you're kind of a busy fellow, and <clears throat> we'd be happy to let you go. I'm good. If you guys have any other questions for me, I'd be happy to answer them for you. The, I could re-record the part that we just talked about, but I think it probably was okay. In I think everything you did was fine. I think it was fine, unless... Okay. Somebody else wants to. Sophia, sound good to you? Sounded great. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to add that because it's not, you're right. There are not a lot of trade associations in any industry that have been like WISA, recognized that a podcast was a great way to continue week by week. Uh, We do this a couple of times a month, and we're glad to have companies like you on because you have a lot to share with our listeners. And uh, we look forward to continue to work with you. And thanks so much for your time. Yeah, I really appreciate you including us. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks a lot. Show notes and links from today's show 
can be found at www.wisdombywisa.com. And, of course, we'd love to hear your feedback. We have a contact link on that website. The Wisdom by Wisa show will be published on the 15th and 30th of every month. You can listen on most of your favorite podcast players, and you can also listen on the Horse Radio Network app on your iOS or Android phone. You just search Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and it's super easy to use. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom by Wisa podcast. Wisa, where the industry meets.